Hello and welcome to the Backstage Experience Podcast. Each week, we focus on giving you backstage access to the creation of the biggest projects in movies and television. On this episode, the Backstage Experience heads to Gotham City for The Batman. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, and the lead cast stop by to discuss the beginning of a new Batman and what we should expect in theaters Friday, March 4th. You know, every now and then there comes a movie that actually turns out to be an event and not just a movie. It is actually an event. Welcome to the Backstage Experience Podcast. My name is Dave Morales, along with David Johnson. And no, we are not talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, but the movie that's about to take over everything, David, it's called The Batman. Yep. And David and I saw it together, so we will have a lot of perspective. And in this particular episode, if you're joining us for the very first time, you picked a great episode to join us, uh, to check us out for the first time, because we literally have the entire cast. Andy Serkis is going to join us, John Turturro, Zoe Kravitz, Robert Pattinson, uh, Colin Farrell. I mean, we've got everybody, and they're all going to give their perspective and their thoughts on this movie. David, I got to tell you right now, uh, normally we save our thoughts, you know, for the end of the show, but I'm going to I'm going to say it right now, right off the top. This movie is spectacular and it and it clocks in at two fifty five. That's two hours and fifty five minutes. But honestly, I could have gone another hour. No problem. Given the depth of the story, you know, when there's a long movie, I sometimes and I'm admitting something here, find myself kind of dozing in parts. (laughs) Dark theater, we get up early, you know, morning television, and and it's just us in the theater. I'm like, okay, maybe I can just take a little 10-minute, you know, recatch the story, you know, just for a second. Not with this one. Uh, do you agree with that assessment? I could have watched another two hours of this movie. You're 100% okay, you're Okay, you're, you're going, you're going <laughs> two hours. I said one hour. Man, okay, so I'm. I you loved it then. Oh my gosh, you you said it a little earlier and you hinted at it. And essentially, like when you do a movie that well, talking about Matt Reeves, the director, when you direct it that well, people are going to want more. There there comes a point where if if the director hasn't done that good of a job, like you said, at if two hours in, you're kind of like, all right, let's wrap it up and let's let's get out of here. We got other stuff to do. But when the director can keep you engrossed and paying attention and focusing on so many different aspects that at, like you said, the three hour mark of this movie. And I was like, I, I want to do this again. Like I'll stay, I'll sit down for another three hours. It was like, it was that good. Something else uh, and and complimenting what you just said, David, uh, is the fact that you're going to hear a lot of the actors today uh, reference Matt. They'll either say Matt and they're talking about Matt Reeves. So when you have a cast that basically the job is done, they know they're going to get paid whatever um you know they but they're praising this guy like they really thoroughly enjoyed it. and there's one interview i know no normally we don't you know tell you what's going to what to expect in the interview but i'm going to i'm going to give one one part away and it was the interview with Colin Farrell who is unrecognizable mm-hmm. in this particular yes. movie as a penguin and i asked him about the experience of filming you know they filmed in london they filmed in chicago uh, it, the, you know, the actual experience of being on the set. Well, in his interview, he's going to tell you about a, a scene where Rob Pattinson was on a roof 
and he could see the ears and the cape. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was like it, you know, at night. Just imagine you, David, and everybody listening <laughs> to us right now, what that looked like. To know <laughs> what you're looking at is the Batman on a roof, and you're filming, but yet you are also a part of this movie. I will also add this, and I'm glad we're kind of talking about it before. Okay, everybody's going to see this movie. It's going to be huge. Yes. But I will tell you that this movie is a darker story for me. I'm a Batman fan. I like Batman, but it's a darker yes. story. It's it's very. It's not like even like Gotham got real. On, on, that was on Fox. I love that series. That got darker yeah. as the series went on. I mean, just the crime element. It just it kind of got to the point. To be honest with you, and I know we're on Fox, and I'm not dissing our own, you know. <laughs> but but I, it it kind of got to the point where I was like, I stopped watching it because it got too violent for me. Uh-huh. It was just like, okay, I mean, enough. But this one, you know, Rob Pattinson, Bruce Wayne is a troubled soul in every version yes. that we've seen of Batman. Whether it's yes. Michael Keaton, whether it's Ben Affleck, he's a troubled soul. And Pattinson delivers that character, but he also kind of makes it even darker. Am I right when I say that, David? Yeah, it's it's. I saw someone say this, and it was like, imagine like you know an emo version. There you go. Of Bruce Wayne, because that's what it is. And especially with this this take on Batman being like, this is Batman and this is Bruce Wayne in like his second year of being Batman, which means like he's always tired. He's always just like heavy breathing. And you could tell like the toll it takes on him. And Robert Pattinson just, and we'll get to him later, but he displayed that so well that you're just watching this unfold and you're just going to like, staring at him because he's just so good at it all right it's time to jump into the interviews you've heard it from us now it's time to hear from the uh the actual cast and like i said we have everybody colin farrell i referenced that that point where uh that scene where he was filming looking up and seeing the actual costume and he's like oh my gosh i'm in, it's happening i'm really in it uh he plays uh penguin unrecognizable in yep. this movie fantastic i love colin anyway and you're gonna hear um you know the our conversation in a minute uh, we promise you the cast. We're going to give it to you right now. Our exclusive backstage interviews with the cast of The Batman. You're part of this, too. How am I part of this? You'll see. It's great to see you both again. How are you? Good, hey. Dave. How's it going? Hey, yeah, John, we, we just talked a couple of weeks ago, John. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Uh, Colin... Yeah, and I know I'm not the first one to tell you this, but you're no, you're unrec- not. You're not the first. Yeah, yeah. Stop you right there. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> well, you know where I'm going, but I have to ask it for everybody that's watching us right now, dude. You are unrecognizable, so let's just get it out of the way. How long did it take for you to transform? Uh, the first time we did it, we we did a makeup test and makeup wardrobe, bodysuit, etc. Test. Uh, it took I don't know. We were six or eight hours. And then by the time we started production, we knew what we were doing. They were four hours and then minutes got shaved off every day. I don't know how, how many days I worked, maybe 30, 35 days or something. But by the end of it, it was down to under two hours. But Dave, I didn't mind because the result was so extraordinary. I did so much of the work for me. It was such a joy, kind of a privilege to inhabit this, this brilliant design of, of Mike Marino's, you know? Well, thank you for answering that question. I appreciate it. I know it's probably getting asked a lot. No, no, uh, no. John? Everybody, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on you, John. Today. Yeah, I'm keeping you. I'm looking at you too. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, man. Everybody in Gotham is corrupt. <laughs> yeah. So, is that something that justifies like 
these characters, your character in particular? Uh, well, you know, there has to be someone behind the curtain, you know, uh, uh, pulling all the strings. And the real Oz. Yeah. The real so Oz. he's sort of, uh, yeah, he's that guy. And, uh, you know, he was that guy in the comics, in the Frank Miller comics. And so uh, it was fun to, uh, to, to, to play with that and to play with the other actors and then see how they reacted to you. And that basically, you know, affected how your portrayal, you know, in, in, in a way. So uh, you really, you're kind of at the mercy of like seeing what you receive and then say, okay, I, I got it, you know, and, and how you take that. So Matt created that environment and allowed us to, uh, to explore uh, subtle things, which in a movie like this sometimes it gets, you know, run over. I've talked big roles with both of you guys uh, in the past, uh, and I'll hopefully get time to get you both to answer this question, but Colin, I'm gonna start with you. You know, you've done big roles and we've talked, you know, many of yeah. your films, but what is it of an honor for you to be a part of now this legacy? Because this is an iconic film. It's brilliant, by the way, it's over the top, amazing. But for you personally, how does it feel to be a part of this now? Amazing, I mean, as you said, we've been around a while, Dave. We've been around a while, you know, and um, I actually enjoy more now at 45 doing uh, what I do for a living than I did when I was a bit more confused by it and all the kind of energy that was around it in my 20s. But but I still am a fan of film and I still get giddy about going to the cinema all these years later and I get giddy about certain things that are being released from filmmakers I love or, or characters that I might recognise that I have a history with. So. That was all that was encompassed by this experience. When I heard that Matt Reeves, whose work I really loved from Cloverfield to what he did with the Apes films and Let Me In, I just think he's an extraordinary filmmaker who tells um, tales on a really grand scale, but also there's, there's an intimacy in all his films and all his work that's astonishing, never mind how aesthetically beautiful they all are and different. And when I heard he was doing Batman and he wanted to speak to me about Penguin, I was giddy. I was just absolutely 100% unadulterated giddiness. And, uh, and that continued, you know, throughout yeah. the whole process. And the first time I saw Batman, Dave, he was standing up on a roof and it was a black London skyline. We were doing a night shoot and I swear it was a windy night. It had been raining and his cloak was blowing in the wind and he was backlit and I could see these two ears sticking up over his cowl. And I just thought, there he is. <laughs> there he That's is. That's great. Totally, no, honest to God. So I'm, I'm thrilled to just be around it and this bunch of actors and to be in, in, in a world and sharing this world with them all, you know, I'm, I'm really delighted. Humbled by it, you, know? you are listening to the Backstage Experience podcast, and this week we are talking The Batman, the new Matt Reeves-directed movie that is sure to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And before we move on to Jeffrey Wright and Paul Dano, just a note, people that just listened to the Colin Farrell interview, Colin Farrell is going to return as the Penguin in an upcoming TV series that Matt Reeves is directing that will tie into The Batman. And Matt Reeves has said he's going to use Scarface as the foundation for a Penguin series, which just letting Colin Farrell go crazy sounds like a great idea. Colin Farrell is left of center anyway, which is a compliment. Yeah. So I am I am not mad uh, about that. Wow, that's breaking news. And and at, at this point, I should actually let everybody know for breaking news. Follow us on Twitter at backstage ol. We are breaking so much on there. David runs that and uh, is doing a fantastic job on there. You, you you've got 
so many breaking stories, David. It's I'm so <laughs> proud that you're on our team and, and, and you do a really, really good job with that. Um, all right. We are talking to Batman. How many times was this? I mean, a lot of movies were delayed. Things are still getting pushed back because of the pandemic and things like that. But how long how yeah. long have we we've been waiting for this movie, if I am not mistaken, for quite some time? Yeah, uh, this movie was originally like started in 2013, believe it or not, because Ben Affleck was supposed to be the Batman for this movie. And this was when, you know, Batman vs. Superman and Justice League and all, all that stuff is starting to get created. Ben Affleck was signing on to direct this movie. But after uh, Batman vs. Superman and Ben Affleck was kind of like, I want to go in a different direction. I don't really want to be in the costume superhero kind of world anymore. So he left the picture and so DC was kind of scrambling for a director, and Matt Reeves came on and said, if I'm coming, I'm going to make this a detective, like, noir, almost like 1970s-style movie that's going to look more like Seven and Zodiac instead of a normal Batman movie. So we've, this movie's been in the works since 2013, and then it finally actually started filming in 2019. Yeah, but then and then, but the release date was actually pushed too, or or is it is the release date was pushed a year? Okay, okay, so we've been yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that early history of that. That's that's interesting. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who we've had on this particular podcast several times recently. You know, he did some stuff with Marvel recently, um, and 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 we've talked to Jeffrey Wright. He's actually, as many of you may know, we're based in Houston, so he he actually came to visit us in Houston uh, for Hunger Games a couple of years ago. He's a great yeah. guy. I love talking with Jeffrey. He plays uh, off uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes, in this particular movie, and Paul Dano. Huh who plays Riddler <laughs> is another guy that is perfectly cast for this because Paul Dano, and he, I'm sure he would tell you this. Um, he's an odd guy too, man. I mean, you know, he's, he's, that's what, another reason I'm telling you right now, I want you to listen to the podcast. I want you to listen to what we're doing right now, but I also want you to go to our YouTube channel because this is another guy, Paul Dano. You have to see, uh, the way he talks and the way he acts and the way he embraces his character. We had a deep conversation about, you know, where they went, their inspirations for these particular characters, you know, the, uh, being a part of this film. It's a fascinating conversation. Yes, enjoy it here on the podcast, but you really should look at Paul because Paul even kind of had those smirkish grins when we were talking. Just they're they're creepy, you know. Uh, it's it's perfect Riddler. And and one question that I asked Paul is obviously, and, and this question actually came from my mom. She's like, you know, with the riddles, were you able to figure them out as you read them in the script? Yeah, yeah. And 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 what they mean to you, you know, and this particular character. He's not the first guy to play Riddler, but he's the latest yeah. guy to play Riddler. And I felt like that was a fair question to ask you know, about their interpretation of this particular guy. Pay real close attention when you see this movie to the Riddler uh, because he, <laughs> he towards the end of the movie, and I don't want to give anything away. We are not going to give anything away. But towards the end of the movie, there are a lot of, there's a lot going on with Riddler. Is that fair to say, you think, David? There, there's a lot going on with Riddler, and it was so well done that you can draw ties to certain individuals that could be like the Riddler in reality with how they portrayed the Riddler and what happens throughout the movie, you kind of wind up with the mindset of this person's dangerous, but you could point to someone that could be exactly like that in reality. 
There you go. Great assessment. Still to come on the podcast, we will be talking with Andy Serkis, uh, who plays Alfred, and we also have Rob Pattinson, who plays the Batman, and Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. Uh, we'll be joining us here in just a couple of minutes, but first, we want to roll it right now. This is Jeffrey Wright, Paul Dano, and they are talking to us exclusively about the Batman. Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Bruce Wayne. Paul and Jeffrey, great to see you both again. How are we doing today? Doing all right. All right. Good to see you. Excellent. All right, Paul, I'm going to start with you. How long did it take for you to mentally uh, prepare and transform into this character? I I think it it took the time I had, uh, and I don't remember how long. I think I actually had a decent amount of time, but as soon as you you get the call for something like this, it's just uh, the the... You, the hunger is uh, instantaneous, and especially because Matt's script was so beautiful and powerful, and he was so thoughtful and clear and passionate. So from my very first interaction with it, you're already walking towards the character. Uh, and uh, we had an epically long shoot in this instance, so that there was a, a continual, luckily these, that, that's actually one thing, the comics, like, I just got to keep discovering more and more. You, you know, the, the, there was just always fuel on mm. this one, which was so lovely, especially considering the pandemic and how long we had to shut down. And it was so nice to come back to the comics to have new ones. I remember on certain night shoots even just saying, well, I'll just stay in communion with this and let me... Uh, so uh, it was a really harrowing at times, but there was something fun in the process of preparing. Jeffrey, um, two things for you. Number one, the mustache in this film. And I see you got it going today. Incredible. Uh, your mustache is like one of the tops. In fact, we all looked at each other and we left it. Man, how good was Jeffrey Wright's mustache in this mm. movie? So mm. I don't know if that was intentional, if you, you know, but hey, props to you on that one. The, mu uh, the, the mustache did, did well. Did well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sag for the first time now after this film. What's that? The mustache has joined the union after this film, yeah. <laughs> as well it should. Did it hurt when the Batman punched you? Oh, uh, did it hurt? Well, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've recovered. Um, but, you know, it was all a part of a, the grand plan, or at least the plan in that moment. It's a great moment. <laughs> yeah. The payoff to that moment. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We're talking to Batman on the Backstage Experience podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this particular episode. We This movie is just, just mind-blowing. I'm Dave Morales along with David Johnson, and on this particular episode, we've still got uh, Andy Serkis, Rob Patterson, and Zoe Kravitz who will join us. And we're going to talk to Andy Serkis in just a couple of minutes. But I, I want to talk about who Andy Serkis is. And, and, you know, the fact that he just had Venom that came out, which, which a huge success, he, you know, as a director... So you'll hear in the conversation, I congratulated him on that. And and I wanted to get his perspective of being behind the camera, being in front of the camera. Did he appreciate it more now as an actor of what the director's role? So he's going to talk about that. But but before any of that, too, let me just tell you right now, Andy Serkis is truly one of the nicest guys that we've ever interviewed. Seriously, what you see is what you get. And you can go through our catalog of interviews. We've been doing this for years. Again, on our Backstage OL YouTube channel. 
But over the course of the years that we've had a chance to talk with Andy, the guy is engages. He smiles. He truly is a wonderful, wonderful person. So nice. Tell me, David, the first time that you were aware of who Andy Serkis uh, was, is... I remember watching Lord of the Rings as a kid and not realizing until afterward that like somebody had to be in the suit and do all of the lines that Smeagol or Gollum did. And finding out that one person did that, I remember going, that's really impressive. And then you go throughout his career, and he continues to do stuff like that. He, I mean, you look at the Planet of the, yeah, the Planet of the Apes movies, especially the most recent ones that Matt Reeves directed. It's it, like I, I don't understand why some of his work hasn't been nominated for Oscar-worthy performance because he can give you that whether you see his face on screen or not. That's just how good he is. He can play behind a CG character and you'll still feel the same emotions. But then, like you said, I mean, he directed the Mowgli movie a couple years mm-hmm. ago. He, If he wants, he can step behind the camera. Like, this guy could literally do everything. He's beyond talented. And the process you're talking about is motion capture. And he is yeah. certainly... Uh, done excelled you know in that in his performances in the motion capture which it's not easy it's a very it's a grueling it's a workout (laughs) it is a workout and you know now that you mentioned that i probably should have asked him more about that but he doesn't really do any motion capture as alfred so i don't know if this was the right (laughs) movie but now that you bring all that up i'm like i'm I'm thinking i need to have a conversation with andy circus about motion capture it it just blows my mind it's just watch because you have to you have to emote so much more because they're putting a like a visual product on your face so you have to move your facial muscles you have to do all of that times 10 versus you know regularly acting on stage and on screen so the level of you know skill that you have to have is just it's over the moon all right well let's talk to the guy that we're talking about all right we're talking about the brand new batman movie called the batman now playing in theaters and it is truly an honor to uh, to introduce uh, our next guest here on the podcast, Andy Circus joins us now on the Backstage Experience. You came. I've been trying to reach you. As you continue to work behind the camera, do you appreciate more of the actors in front of the camera, knowing you're you know that while you're directing? Oh, 100%. I mean, I I think every actor should at least direct once in their life because you, you because you then get to really languish in in uh, and 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 respect what what people have to do in front of the camera and 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 it's it, yeah, it, I mean I, I, and Venom was a great example. You know, all of the actors involved in that Tom Hardy, Woody, you know, Naomi Harris, Michelle Williams, just extraordinary. Stevie Graham, just I, 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 I was in the lucky position to marvel at what they did, and then, and then, and then I was in post production on Venom when when we started shooting Batman. So to jump back onto on, in, in front of the camera was was and to work with the, the, the brilliance of, of Matt Matt Reeves on this was you know it was I was in heaven. All right, tell me what your wow moment was. Was it while you were on the set? Did you look around? Did you see Robert Pattinson in a Batman suit? Was it in the Batcave? <laughs> no spoilers, but tell me what Andy Serkis's wow moment was going, okay, this is the Batman. You know, I have to say the wow moment was Rob Rob Pattinson. And 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 he by the time I came on to to, to work with him, he was so so inside the character and and just the 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 kind of complicated nature of the way he was playing him, the vulnerability and then the 
uh, you know, the ability to have this, the, 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 that kind of fractured, uh, you know, psychologically damaged, but, 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 and physically damaged, but, but, but that kind of resolve that he had, he was so in character. It was, it was remarkable to watch and to, and to play opposite him. It was, was a real treat. So that was my, my wow moment, I have to say. A very special episode. All of our episodes are special. But, you know, when you're talking about a movie that you know is just going to be massive, I mean, <laughs> the Batman is... Do you, do you think that it will outperform Spider-Man No Way Home in its first week, David? Oh, In its first week, I'm going to say no. Because the, yeah, because the nature of this movie, you won't see a lot of families go to this movie. But I think I think this movie may have longer legs, so to speak. It just depends on what the first week looks like. Okay, that's fair. So if I talk to Rob Pattinson in a week and tell him you're 20 million away from, I'm just kidding, <laughs> not going through that again. Um, Robert Pattinson, Team Edward. If you remember the Twilight, <laughs> I never thought this guy would be Batman. If you had told me years ago, yeah. hey, they're going to cast Robert Pattinson as Batman, I would have thought, I would have said, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, no way. Zoe Kravitz, however, as Selena slash Catwoman, I could totally see that. And I've spent a lot of time with Zoe Kravitz, and I can totally see where she would be perfect for this character, and she is. And you're going to hear about that in a minute. But same question for you, David, that, that was going through my mind. Robert Pattinson, when he was first cast as the Batman, I know there was a kind of an uproar. People were like, what? Yeah. Do, you, do you fall into that, or were you kind of like, okay, well, let's see? I, was, I knew it was a good choice because... The, the problem was the people who initially like the reaction were how why would you do something like that were only people who had seen twilight and then stopped at twilight and twilight came out you know the twilight was over in i want to say 2012 is the last twilight movie so if you had watched any of robert pattinson in thriller movies like cosmopolis or lost city of z or high life or the lighthouse if you'd seen him after twilight you could tell, oh, he really can act and he can give you intense performances. So when he was casted, I was on the side of, oh, this could be really good. It depends on who the director was. And as soon as they said Matt Reeves is going to direct Robert Pattinson, I was like, we're in for a ride. But what vision, truly what vision to <sighs> cast him? Because honestly, oh, by the way, before I forget, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? I'm Team Edward. I'm going to say Team Edward. Okay, good. We agree I'm with that. I'm going to say Team Edward. Uh, and and <laughs> Taylor Lautner, who we've had recently, nice guy, but I'm, I'm Team Edward. Okay. But <laughs> I I was I was one of those. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to give him a shot, but let's see how he does. And now that I've seen him and the embargo has lifted, perhaps not just listening to our comments, but you've seen other reviews. And, and I do encourage you also to go to the website, backstageol.com. David has written an incredible article that's on the website right now, an incredible piece where he actually breaks down the movie and gives our, our perspective and our review on our behalf. Mm -hmm. David, you did a really good job on that one, dude. I mean, seriously, man, I, I'm really proud. You, made me, you, made me, you always make me proud, dude, but that one I was like, wow, okay, go, David, go. So I encourage you to check out that written article that's on our website. Uh, and for now, you know, we get to talk, and they were in a great mood the day that I talked to them. Uh, first time I've ever met Robert Pattinson, believe it or not. I've always uh -huh. wanted to interview him, and it was my first time. I will say that it's kind of strange. I forget that he's British, 
you know, when I see him in all these movies. And then he <laughs> joins me. He's like, talking like this. And that was yet another horrible British accent by me, Dave Morales. <laughs> but when he starts talking like that, I forget. And then I'm like, oh, that's right, dude. You're British. A lot a lot of these actors and actresses that are in a lot of the biggest movies right now, <laughs> Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, Robert Pattinson, like a lot of these, Claire Dane, like a lot of these people are British. <laughs> that's just how it is now that's insane all right uh i don't really want to give away too much of our conversation because i want people just to hear it uh you have to understand too that i was a little nervous because this movie is is just so massive and and the fact that they were so engaging everybody was so engaged you know these press days can be grueling for these people because they basically mm -hmm. sit around and answer questions all day a lot of them are similar questions not ours because we do work we do. We really do. I'm not just saying that. But as do you know, homework. yeah, and, and David, you actually helped me with a lot of these questions. Uh, so, again, thank you for that. You know, the fact that we saw the movie together really helped. And 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 you and I and I was happy that I was able to bounce a lot of these off of you. And, and you really, really a lot of these. I used a lot of your stuff, dude. And and that helped. And the fact that they were engaging and really excited about this particular film um showed and that's what you're about to hear so he plays bruce wayne slash the batman robert pattinson zoe kravitz is selena and uh slash uh catwoman join us now and there i you just, let's take every word in that they say great conversation uh we're talking to rob and zoe right now this is the backstage experience podcast and we are talking with the batman the hell are you supposed to be I'm vengeance. Who is the first person that you told when you were cast? Oh, God, I can't believe I haven't even thought of this already. Um, I think it must have been my mom and dad. I think that's, yeah, that's that that has to have been the first person. I also had to keep it incredibly secret as well when it um, when it first happened. So I was kind of, I think, I think pretty much that was the only, but I mean, it was, it took weeks when people were, I got so many texts when the news first came out, but I didn't even reply to half of them. And so like, I kind of was still getting texts about a month later. And I'm like, wait, are you actually? Seriously or, though, are you Batman? Yeah. <laughs> I love to hear about the secretness, uh, you know, how secret, you know, this process is. Zoe, first person you told when you were cast. I think my mother, my mother, my mother and father, for sure. And what was their reaction? I actually know your dad. Uh, I, from radio days. <laughs> um, what, 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 I want to know what their reaction was. <laughs> you know, they were so, they were both so excited. You know, they knew that I had been, you know, going through this process of, of auditioning and screen testing and all of that. So we were kind of all holding our breath, hoping, hoping it would go our way. So yeah, we were all celebrating together. These are iconic characters. I don't need to tell you both that. Rob, what was the biggest challenge, you know, making hit this character your own? You both did a fantastic job, by the way. This movie's next, so next level. Um, but what was the biggest challenge you think to make this your own, the Batman? I mean, I think the script from first read felt, I mean, it made some pretty dramatic uh, changes from the kind of Batman canon. So you knew you were in a different world. And also my first conversation with Matt Reeves, he was like, before I'd even read the script, he was like, so I'm thinking it's like Kurt Cobain is one of the main influences. And I was like, Okay. okay, so I, before I'd even read the script, I kind of had that in my mind. And uh, and then when I saw it, and they've got the Something in the Way song playing right at the beginning, it's very evocative. And there's I, I, like that, and the, the first time I heard Michael Giacchino, uh, Michael's score, Giacchino's score, and uh, it kind of, 
it just really felt like something to me. There was something, it felt like it was hopeful, but there was a kind of pressure on it. It was forlorn and, uh, and it kind of reflected in the way I wanted to play it, where it was like, he didn't, doesn't really know what kind of hero he is really. And um, yeah, so I guess, kind of it was, it was in the script. <laughs> That's a long way of going around. <laughs> Before they throw me out of here, Zoe, very quickly, did you hurt anybody with those nails? Man, I zeroed in on your nails. <laughs> mostly myself. Yeah. I mostly hurt myself with the nails. Washing my face, doing like, like normal activities, trying to put on pants and scratching myself. Yeah, <laughs> I was the first victim. <laughs> Yes, that was just Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz here on the Backstage Experience podcast. My name is David Johnson. I'm here with Dave Morales. And as we wrap up this week's episode, we highly suggest you watch The Batman in theaters. Now, it's on the little bit of a long side. Like Dave says, small soda, small popcorn, and you'll be fine. Gross. Did you were talking about number two? I never go there. Uh, uh, I always just say the the small soda because, you know, I, yeah, you don't want to have to go to the restroom. You don't want to miss any of this movie. Uh, yeah. It's not like if you miss a couple of minutes, you're going to lose the whole thing. But it's more of so you don't want to miss it because you want to take it all in. It's that freaking amazing. It's that good. Um, it's it's really, really it's just a great it's a very well done film and i'm just I'm, so i'm glad you said that you, you said you don't want it it's not like you'll miss information but if you go to the bathroom during this movie you'll it'll feel jarring to come back into this movie yeah because within the first 15 minutes of this movie it sets the tone and you're kind of hooked in you're hooked into your seat and you're ready you don't want to walk away um so yeah. obviously we've given our thoughts early in this episode. You've heard from the cast, the Batman definitely highly recommended. It's going to be massive at the box office. All right. A couple of things before we get out of here. Um, this is a big weekend for backstagewell.com. Uh, I think we may have teased a couple of weeks ago what's going on, but we can officially say to those that are living in Dallas, Fort Worth and the Metroplex that are listening to us, you can hear us on the radio. And actually, you you can hear us anywhere on the iHeart app. Whoa, what am I talking about? We are making our radio debut with BackstageOL.com. Uh, it's called the Backstage Experience, and it premieres Saturday, this first Saturday of March, on 106.1 KISS FM in Dallas, Texas. Of course, you can hear them on the iHeart app. We are doing Saturday mornings, the Saturday morning show. So if you're up Saturday and you can log into the iHeart app, go to KISS FM Dallas and uh, listen live. We're very excited to be joining the iHeart family, and we're excited. It uh, will be a four-hour show, longer version of our content. You'll hear the matter of fact, our premiere episode uh, of the Backstage Experience in Dallas this weekend is uh, all Batman. We have Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Tom Holland, some others. Of course, we you have all these interviews, but it's it's going to be heavy on the Batman, and we're extremely excited uh, to have that as our, our first show. So if you're in Dallas and you're listening to us anywhere in the Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, uh, that area, uh, Plano, dude, I, I, I lived there for so many years. I, I do like, yeah, I do wow. like North Texas. Um, mm -hmm. uh, definitely check us out on the radio this Saturday morning, or you can listen on the iHeart app, wherever you may be checking us out, but we're very excited about that. We've got some great shows coming up, some incredible stuff. David's going to tell you about that. Matter of fact, we talked, uh, with one of my favorite actors the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, but thanks so much for listening. Give us that five-star rating on Apple. It truly uh, was fun to talk with the entire cast. The Batman now playing in theaters. David, take us home. We have a lot of great episodes coming the next few weeks. 
Dave just mentioned, we are talking to the one and only Samuel L. Jackson for The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray, which is yet another Apple TV project coming down the line. We just got to phone Apple and get their hotline straight to us because we got all their products coming down the line. So make sure you are listening to the Backstage Experience podcast. Make sure you are subscribed. That is on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, everything. We're everywhere. Make sure you go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash well. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell so you can get all the notifications when we drop great videos one after the other. And until next week, we'll see you soon. Take care. <laughs>